Hello, darlings. How are you? <laughs> I hope you're doing well today. I just wanted to introduce today's episode. Uh, today on POV on My Therapist, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Kendra Austin, also known as Kendra Morris on Instagram and on all of the socials. Um, I wanted to take a minute to also remind you that if you want ad-free listening and exclusive episodes, you can subscribe to POV Plus, that's the plus sign, on Apple Podcast. And also, I have been seeing your questions um, actually not really questions, but your requests about the sound. So I tried something new today. Let me know what you think. I can always leave an answer in the Apple podcast, um, comment section or on Spotify. Also, I went through Spotify and I took out all of the questions that you guys posted and I'm going to do a Q&A episode soon. So if you have any more questions, anything you want to know, any pieces of advice you'd like, go ahead and drop those in the Spotify question and answer box or in the Apple podcast uh, review section. But without further ado, here is Kendra Austin's POV. That's the gift. That is the gift of suburbia. I know. Is that, I there's like it's not even play. suburbia. It's the country. Like I live in the country. Mm-hmm. Like where do you live? I live in um, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Like my neighbors have horses and shit. Like that's it's bonkers, babe. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking bonkers, bonkeroos. Oh, you couldn't even hide it. She said that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. But it's yeah. also like my dream. It's nice, one hundred. Yeah, it's nice until like you want to do shit. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Like, I mean, the grass is always greener. You know what I mean? It's like, actually, always greener. when you're a motherfucking city girl, you have everything at your disposal, <laughs> and then you realize that I have everything at my disposal and none of this is making me happy. And then also all of you are also sharing all of these things at my disposal and I want you to go away so I can have them. Oh, don't worry. That happens in the country too. (laughs) Don't worry. Now you'll find that there too, honey. Oh my God. Uh Uh-huh. Like I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. The amount of like double dipped like sisters... In whore, no. I have. I'm like this. Well, is- I believe that because how many dicks you got to ride? Five. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. No, I'm just- but you would be like, you're like, oh my god, this great guy, nobody knows him. Well, you I'm gonna sure be about that? so. I'm gonna be so fucking for real with you. With the development of dating apps and also attachment disorders, that's not true. Like, the number of people that I have dated that have been absolutely fucking ran through. Yeah. And you know what? That's not the problem. The problem is the way that they need to go to a therapist while they're doing it. Right. And then, like, sometimes they don't. And so, like, they take, like, trickle-down therapy from all the girls. From all the girls. That's exactly right. Every girl I fuck is giving me therapy. I must be so healed. I am more therapized than all of you. No, and they really believe that. They really believe that. Yeah. And I can tell that they're regurgitating something that they read from the young Pueblo account that their ex-girlfriend's ex-girlfriend said to them. Or the one thing that's stuck in their minds during an argument. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And they're like, because I've acknowledged this and because I'm saying it to you now, it means that I have, in fact, done the work. That was good. I wish we were recording that. It's terrible. We are. Oh, beautiful. She keeps it running. Oh, amazing. Thank you, because that was good and true as fuck. Um, Okay, so we're going to start over? Okay, yeah. great. All right, so hello. Oh, where am I looking? One. Okay, great. One awesome. to you. 
Okay. Hello, welcome to POV or My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. <laughs> I am your host, Divine Philemond, and today I have a very special guest with me, Kendra Austin, also um, known as Kendra Amoris. Kendra Amoris, yeah. Amoris uh-huh. on Instagram and the socials. Um, so Kendra is an activist, a community organizer, a model, a wonderful writer, and just all around somebody that has made me think deeper about who I am in my oh, healing journey. Thank you. So I want to introduce Kendra and go ahead and tell the people a little bit more about you. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I am. I'm a writer. Um I write a newsletter called Come Home on Substack, kendraawson.substack.com. Um, in addition to that, I'm really just a loud bitch online. And um, I'm also an author of a few things, but namely an Oracle deck called The Realist Oracle. That is amazing. Kendra's writing, honestly, like, look, I was, I had to do a deep dive. I was lurking deeply into mm-hmm. all of your stuff. And I think the thing that struck me the most about your writing is like, it feels like dipping into like a warm bath oh. because like the words make sense and like they're so seamless. And I don't think I've really felt that reading a lot of like our generation stuff because a lot of it does feel regurgitated. When I was younger, I found myself like pounding my chest a lot, desperate to be heard. Mm. And Namely, just because I grew up in like a very traumatizing household and around a lot of very traumatizing figures. And then I was like a young, fat, black, queer child in predominantly white spaces as I grew into kind of my like later teen years and then going to college. And so I just felt like if I figured out how to say the thing as accessibly as possible, then they'll hear me. And I was wrong. People who are intent on not hearing you (laughs) will never hear you. But ultimately, I think in the end, I developed what I think is both a gift and a skill of being able to communicate in a way that feels accessible Um, and in a way that I wish that I could have been communicated to. Damn. That's fucking deep. Because I, that's one thing that I think in my therapy journey I have not tapped into and I'm afraid Mm. to. I'm so afraid to. And like every time my therapist brings it up, I'm like, no, we're not going to talk about that today. Right. Um, is And that's something that you brought up in another podcast I was listening to. You said that you did a lot of things that you ran a marathon. You mm-hmm. did you, – you're a model. You did all of these things to prove – not you're not proving anybody wrong because you're not, like, fighting against anybody else. Right. But it's, like, that inner – that inner self yes. that you're trying to prove something to. And I thought about that and I started thinking about where where's the root of my validation like coming mm-hmm. from like where am I where why am I doing this? Totally. Why do I care? And it's crazy because it all goes back, like you said, to some idea that is out there that we feel we need to buy into. And like we're kind of like faking ourselves in a way. Yeah. Absolutely. We're all scamming. We're all the greatest scammers. We're all scamming ourselves in some to some extent. Well, you know, and here's the thing, too. I think that, like, we are primed by society to live in autopilot. Because if you look, if you peel back too many layers, you're going to find out, like, it's just some rich white guy making it all happen for you, right? 
<laughs> and I think because of that, I think because of that, we're all just like, la, 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 like, let me avoid doing the work because it's so much easier. It's so much easier. I don't dog anybody who decides to be like white girl fall autumn vibes for their entire life. Like just yeah. lean into the simplicity of like, get the white picket fence and the way that it was traditionally marketed, go to school, find the person, like make it easy. You know what I'm Lean saying? Pay the bills the, and make it easy. Leaning into the delusional yeah. nuclear. That's exactly, yes, yes. The, de- the nuclear delulu. I love that. That's exactly it. I'm like, lean into that because it's so much simpler. But if you sit with yourself, if you really, really sit with yourself, eventually you realize that the voice that you hear on loop is actually not a voice and it's not your voice. It's a collection of voices that at crucial moments in your life when you were looking for comfort, care, affirmation, tenderness, nurturing, said, this is the limit. This is the limit that I can give you. And so you have this collection of voices that are various limits. And some of them are even contradictory, right? Like, it's not even just one. Um, Like, you know, let's say at some point in your early life, you were told that you were, like, too fat. And then you have this person in your life who was like, actually, I need you to stay fat because I don't want anybody else to have you. Those are conflicting ideas, right? But you have these, like, several voices in your mind telling you these things. But if you have any time, if you, like, have the access or the privilege of time to sit with yourself. And thankfully there's, you know, we together also have the time to like the time and resources to go to therapy and to sit with ourselves with somebody else and have an echo. You realize that like your voice is always really gentle and compassionate and kind is going to give you space. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, go out with a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, more time for what? Recently, me and my therapist sat down and literally made a list of all of the things I've been wanting to accomplish this year that I felt that I did not have any time for. There's a book I've been wanting to read on finance. You guys know I'm super into my finances this year. And I was like, when am I going to have the time to do this? Well, we sat down, made that list, and turns out I have time on Tuesday mornings. Little changes can really help create a sense of control in a world where so many of the things that happen are beyond our control. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to fit your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com POV today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P-O-V. Yeah, like I always mention the, or in the newest episodes, I've mentioned a lot is the the baby you, the inner child, that it's not just this weird big thought like it's not just inner child like that littlest voice in your head that's really kind to you that's so gentle like that is your most inner child that hasn't been like harmed by the world and but the thing that I find that even in therapy taking the time to do the work I always come across the issue is I always come to a stopping point where I don't know how to shut up the voices. Right. I'm not sure what courses of action to take mm. to 
Like, I can sit here all day and be like, yeah, like, these these things have been, you know, put in my head. Totally. Fed into me, all of these things. I know that. I think a lot of people don't know next, what do I do about that? Totally. 100%. So what do you do when you're faced when I mean, that? I will say this, like, I'm definitely a victim of my own rumination. And that's what you're describing, right? Like, having moments where all oh, you're do- like... And ultimately, like, those moments of rumination often result in, like, somatic experiences or physical experiences that you can point to. So, like, I think a really great example is, like, people always talk about, like, doom scrolling on your phone. Mm -hmm. You're not doom scrolling because you're obsessed with what you're seeing on your phone. You're ruminating. Yeah. You're ruminating about the bag that you don't have, the relationship that you wish would fulfill you, the career that you think is ultimately going to make you feel accomplished to your parents. Like, that's what you're actually thinking about in, like, seeking to affirm while you're doom scrolling, right? But we just say, like, you're on social media too much. And it's like, why is the hose on social media too much? You know what I mean? Like, let's talk about it. It's like, they're there because they're ruminating. They're trying to, like, feed into those voices to some extent to find reason for the fact that they cannot shut them out. But we're not looking to shut out the voices. We're actually listening. We're actually listening to them. We're actually looking to listen to them. I think for me, I'm trying to listen to them. Not because I want to like pray at the altar of them or because I want to feed them, but because I want to stop feeding them by continuing to walk in what they're telling me to do. Right. Right. So it's like, so it's kind of like you're giving, it's like when you're having, your friend is asking for like shitty advice. Totally. And and you're like, and you're like, okay, so I'm going to give you some reason. Yes. So that when those things pop up again, you're like, no, I'm not going to necessarily succumb to this. There's reasoning behind it. Yes. Like, yes, like, you know, society thinks I'm too fat, but what does that have to do with me? 100%. Like, like where, like. Yes. What does that have to do with me? Is that a reliable source? What is a more reliable source? And like, where did I, at what point did I decide that that was true mm-hmm. of me? Right? At what point did I decide that that was true of me? And how how much of a toll has that taken on my life in, in believing that it was true? Mm-hmm. And I think that those are like, I love the fact that you, I love the fact that you just said that it was like somebody asking for bad advice because I think that's exactly what it is. And like, I know for me, I know when a friend is coming to me for advice, they're actually not seeking solutions. Oh, no. Because ultimately, emotionally, our emotions are never seeking a solution because that's our intellect. Yes. And like our intellect is what causes rumination. But we want to get to the feeling. And as somebody who is like jam-packed with Aquarius placements... And it's just a very intelligent person. I can give myself that. Period. Period. I I know that my mind can work over time. I'm looking for my heart to do a little pulling. Mm. Because that, she has been neglected. Yeah. And it's because, like, she wasn't allowed to be present for so much of my life. Like, when I was younger, I was just really hurt. For any number of reasons. Like, I was hurt by the world. I was hurt by my parents. I was hurt by other caretakers. I was hurt by loss. And... It was really challenging for me to allow my heart to show up in any room because I knew that it was going to get hurt. Yeah. So instead, I decided to show up in my intellect, right? And I think that that's also compounded by, like, being somebody who's, like, not— who at the time was not considered, like, traditionally attractive as well. It's like, well, I could be smart and I could be funny and I could be all these things that come from up here. Yeah. So I had to shut off the heart, you know? But now it's like, I'm safe, 
I'm safe with my friends. I'm safe with my family, with my chosen family. I'm safe in my city. You know, I'm really rock on any block. So now I have time. <laughs> so now I have time to really think about, you know, to not think. I have time to not think. I have time right. to feel. You have time to feel. I have time to feel. And like, I will scam myself out of feeling every chance I can because that kept me safe yeah. for so long. Right. So like when we're in those points of like having all the voices, it's like sometimes it's much easier to just actually turn off everything else, put the phone down, you know, maybe stop seeking for validation from the friends, like stop looking for advice and like listen to the voices and then think like, actually, where did I get that idea? Like who told me that? Mm -hmm. Cause I know I didn't tell myself that instinctually. And then who told me that after that person? And like, is that a reliable source? And if it's not one, like what can I replace in an affirming way with this thought pattern and, like, what in my life do I have currently, including my own behavior, my own, like, tending to self? Can I point to to say, like, this is a better alternative? Like, I'm actually affirming a different reality right now. And how can I continue to foster that, you know? So how long have you been on your healing journey? Um, I, You know, I always say I feel like I've been on a healing journey for 29 years, but I think that I have actively been able to identify healing for maybe like four or five okay because like you're explaining so much that i'm like oh my god i need to bring this up to my therapist um, period <laughs> period because i'm i'm fairly new to it i've only been in it for like what two years and i come upon these roadblocks all the time that i'm just like all right here's the problem what now like right. And it's funny that we're having this conversation now because the next thing I want to ask you about is the third, uh, the third, third why, cup. Why was I going to say the third plate? I don't know why. I love that. That's also a great name, right? That should have been a second. That should have been a second option. The third cup is great though. Thank it, you. It's amazing, and I follow everything you guys do, and I'm always so sad because you have your events at the tail end of the month, and I'm always in New York at like the beginning of the month. No. Yes. Yes. I'm you like, know what? I got a few extra hands these days, so our programming is going to be a little bit more jam packed. So we'll have stuff for. Actually, I have an event on Saturday. Okay. okay. I, have a, I have a smoke and flow. It's sold out, but if you want to be there, I got a space for you. Thank you. I do want to be there. I'm gonna I'm gonna slide right through. Great. It's a little restorative um yoga class. Oh, I love that. Yes, because I need to meditate. Like, yeah, and I, we're gonna get high. Okay. And then we're gonna do it. I'll I'll do like a contact. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do like a contact high because the girls know I cannot handle smoke. I can't do it. Then you don't have to. I, you I can know, just but be a there with the girls. High is so good for me. Oh, that's but nice. like when I inhale directly, I'm like you know what? Me too. Actually, you know what happened is that I started doing, and then we'll get back to third cup. <laughs> this is a part of my healing journey. And I feel like I actually don't actively <laughs> talk about this a lot, like in a public facing space, but everybody that knows me knows I cannot speak highly enough about shrooms. I, I am a shroom boomy girl. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love a shroom. And I feel like it really, the main reason why I love shrooms is because I started taking them at the tail end at the beginning of like a really, really painful breakup in 2020. And I'm talking deep, deep 20, like May of 2020. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Oh, she was in the panorama. I was in oh. the panorama. Exactly. And I started taking shrooms and I was taking them at the time with the person that I needed to get away from. Oh, shit. And they helped me get away from that person. Wow. And it was actually a lot of that was because I got to meet that person. I got to meet him in a space of honesty in a way that he could not enter in any single second of his actual life because he was a pathological liar. Oh my God. Um, and also just truly like a demon walking. But Period. 
I feel like he was able, I feel like he was able to offer me a sense of solace in shrooms that like unlike other versions of high, a shroom is your reality. Like you don't just like you're not in this haze and then you get out of it and they're like, whoa, that was a crazy thought. It's like you are chemically transformed by the timelines that you're able to enter while you are on a shrooms trip. I want to try that. It's amazing. It's amazing. And like, I also was taking, I mean, I was having like full blown, like, uh, you know, illusory shroom strips, but I was also doing a lot of like microdosing where like, it's really not like, you're not in like an altered state. You just allow reality to exist. Like, it's like an allowance and it's an acceptance that you get to enter. It's like a clarity almost. Yeah, totally. And like a true, true, like, wow, I'm feeling really hurt and I can live with that. I need to try that because right? that's the phrase I need to tell myself. Yes, I'm feeling really hurt and I can live with that. It's not like I'm feeling hurt and I did this to myself and I deserve this. And you know what? That person, told um, me what they told me was right. Oh, fuck. Which is usually what you go Oh my God, that's my go, thought. Because the mind will go, right? Oh, that's my thought yeah. all the time. It's but I like, always, I feel like I found my heart in shrooms. And ha- for a couple of years in like 2020, like 20, yeah, through 2020, until like the tail end of 2022, I feel like I was doing it pretty, pretty regularly. I need to try a shroom because literally anytime I do anything wrong, I don't know if you've seen that TikTok where she's like, and that's why your daddy left you. Yes. Like, that's, <laughs> that's literally, <laughs> literally I, I do anything wrong. And I'm like, and that's why your dad's not around. Exa- no, and 100%. I'm like, you don't even know the man, bitch. Exactly. Like, what's wrong with you? And like, we like, don't trust him anyway. Right. It's like, like, I love her, but he chose my mama. Right. So, so what ground he have? Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack. But I feel the same way. It's like, that is the way the inner critic moves. And again, it's because it kept you continuing to make different choices. That's a part of being like a cycle breaker. Yeah. And somebody who's really doing the work is like, you actually have been doing the work before you had great tools. You had terrible ones, but they were still offered. And it was still you offering yourself something different. They were still tools. Right? They were still tools. Totally. And I think that that's what's like really unfair about how like we've commodified the idea of the work is we are so obsessed with the black and white thinking of like, I was I was lost and now I'm saved. Rags to riches, right? Like I had no idea who I was and now I do. And like in reality, we're just like in this never ending cycle yeah. of giving ourselves it's, it's new It's the tools. wheel. It's, yeah. It's the wheel. And it's crazy because like I go through that moment maybe once every nine months. It's like a gestation period yes. where I'm literally, I am so healed. Yeah, absolutely. I am the and most you healed are. bitch you've, you've ever met. I'm here. Arrived. Like she's on the carpet. Mm-hmm. Like she's here. And then I have a situation and I'm like, and that's why your dad left. Exactly. Like that's why your mom right. fights with you all the time. And it's a like, new one. It's always a new one. Yes. And it's, it's always like some some weird peripheral that you never thought of. Totally. And it just hit you and you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Right. Like, and that's why I want to talk about I'm Pam. I'm the owner of this house. I'm the owner of this house. I've exactly. been here, bitch. Exactly. Like, I'm on the deed. I'm on the lease. Like, <laughs> you don't even have a lease. Uh-huh, exactly. Like, and that's why I wanted to bring up the third cup. Because yes. what I'm dealing with now is I realize that when I seek community, when I seek um, you know, spending time with myself, 
thinking about who I am as a person, really going, oh, I'm like, I'm going to focus on all the things I want right. to do. I'm going to do everything. When I do that, I completely cut off the part of myself that is a large part of myself that seeks out romantic love mm. and romantic connection. Yeah. I shut that off. Like that wall is Totally. And I and I thrive in everything Absolutely. else. And then it's the opposite too. Right. When I seek out romantic love, everything I, else goes to shit. Goes to shit. And Are like, you just like a self-sacrificer? Are you a people pleaser? I don't know. I've that word has entered my orbit recently because I never thought I was a people pleaser. Right. I mean, are you a cater to you ass bitch when you're in a relationship? No. It's more like I needed to cater to me all the time because I've I always feel we're going to get vulnerable here as if we haven't already but I always feel like they're about to leave like I have abandonment issues real bad like of course I'm anxiously attached I'm with you yeah and I always feel like oh my god this is it I breathed wrong Right, exactly. Like, and now they're going to have to go. The yeah. gust of wind that I just created, that I breath, breathed so in the insane. wrong direction, it's going to send them going. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like I wake 100%. up, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, the aura. The, the aura. The, the, the aura. aura. Like, 100%. I'm single today, I think. Well, like, and then how do you, now that I think, <laughs> I'm single, I think. Well, then how do you react to that? How do you like, what does that trigger you to do? Like, that's oh, a triggering it, thought. What does that trigger you to do? Oh, it tri- I'll be crying. First of all, I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. And a Pisces moon and a Scorpio rising as well. I already pinned you with that Scorpio energy. Oh, stop. You know what's crazy? I pinned you for Aquarius too. Because I was like reading your words. I was like, this is this is a... Some Aquarius yes, ass I was shit. like, this is water. There's this ease. There's flow. And then there's a river and a waterfall every I'm, once in a while. I'm screaming. Like, <laughs> but that Scorpio energy, like I, like I love hard and like... But when I go through those, I know better than to text a million times and to call and be like, I need you to validate me right now. I more so just start the negative wheel is just like, um, you're going to die alone. Right. Forever. So are you isolating? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you isolate from the relationship. Yeah. While wanting them to fully just like jump Chase in. after you. I cannot imagine that there's anything going on in that man's life. I'm screaming. Um, are you doing for them? Are you doing for them? Like, are you doing for them in hopes that they will show up the way that you're looking for? I don't do shit for them. That's the weird thing. I'm obsessed with that. So <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. That's the version of mental illness that I actually don't recognize. But <laughs> I, I, I have seen it before. And I think it's many people that I've dated. I'm the exact opposite. So I think that you might have. I'm not obsessed with attachment styles. But it sounds like you're also a little bit avoidant. You might be yeah. anxious avoidant. Yes. I bought the book. <laughs> <laughs> the book in question is attached. I, oh, no, I ordered. Yeah, the book in question is attached. So you bought it. Have you read it? No, because I, I, they came. It came yesterday. Oh, my God. I okay. love that. This it came perfect yesterday. timing. Listen, let me tell you what I got, girl. Yeah. I got attachment, the book. Okay. I got um, Bell Hooks. All about love? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I said because That's I, my therapist reading. pulled one of those quotes out, out at the end of our session. Oh, so and I was good... like, I was like, listen. Right. Fuck you right now. Like, for <laughs> real? Like, Get out of my business. I was like, this is sick. Get out of my business. Yeah. And I bought the tools by Phil Studd. Yes. Somebody else. But so I'm like, because I'm like, I feel like I've been raw dogging it for a little too long. Totally. And I need like some literature to ground my Absolutely. anxiety and like all of that. Like, 
This was the thing. Yesterday I had a full-blown anxiety attack. Why? I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. It was like, I was like, I was even aware that it was a stupid-ass anxiety attack. And I was like, why is this happening? And I realized it was because things were going well. Because <gasps> things are going well. Well. Yeah, well, that's well. the worst nightmare for somebody who's anxious, actually. Yeah. Is that you'll get everything you ever wanted. Yes. And then what are you going to do? Because... You know what's so funny? I've been thinking about this a lot, specifically in context to creativity. Mm-hmm. Because I think that people think that being in flow, I think that people have this other fantasy, this other like knight in shining armor fantasy that exists beyond romantic love, mm-hmm. which is that like in your career, in your creative pursuit, if it's if it's both at the same time, like for us, like I'm a creative professional, you're a creative professional. Mm-hmm. It's like, it could be both. That like, you'll be in such flow that there is no doubt. yes. And what's fascinating to me about that is I've come to realize that nothing invokes more fear than being exactly where you're supposed to be. Because now you have everything to lose. I've never met anybody else who understood that feeling. It is. And I think that people are fearful about, again, people love the black and white. Like, I'm all love or I'm all fear. They want to hear that. And the truth of the matter is, at the highest pinnacle of energy, you're going to be everything. You're going to be everything. And like every single second, every single step that you take, you are fortifying self-trust. And that self-trust is reminding you of all of the things that could possibly go wrong or all of the things that like, like I know for me recently, I've had this moment in building like Third Cup and, um, you know, stepping into like, you know, I'm trying to sell another book. I'm trying to do this. Like, I'm going to have the release of this deck. I'm going to have a release of a book. Like, these things are all so exciting to me and so exhilarating. And at the same time, I realized all I've ever wanted was acceptance. And all I've ever wanted was to be seen, to be known. And now I provided myself with the tools and resources to create things where I know I will be known. And now, oh, fuck, people are going to know me. And tangible Do you know what I'm saying? People are going to know me for real. Mm Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, oh, I now have to prepare myself for a different version of trust, which is that, like, well, they're going to know me and they may not like those things. Mm. And if I really, really wanted to be known, there's an equal and opposite reaction there. And, like, I'm understanding now that my greatest fear is also my, like, greatest desire, which is to be known. And, like, that, and now I just have to provide myself with a different set of tools to manage that reality. But I didn't foresee that I would fear getting everything I ever wanted in the same way as I feared not having it at all. That's crazy because I absolutely understand that feeling. I don't think there's ever been a day in my life where I doubted that like I would do all the things I want to do. But when it comes to like other things, all I have is doubt. And it's like, why can't I just like spread that energy around? Like, why can't I find the balance in that? Totally. And like, and, and in third cup, Yes. Building out these relationships with women and like creating this space that like I love so much. Like you have this space for women and femmes that you're not just, you know, meeting up just to talk like you are doing activities. And there's like so much bonding happening in that and that. Yes. And I love that so much. And it like makes me so happy to see that because I know when I lived in New York for a very short amount of time, I was so lonely. Absolutely. And I didn't know where to make friends. Totally. As in like, as you get older, 
it's impossible damn near to it make is. friends. It is. And so it like it's low key like Girl Scouts, like, but like better. One hundred like, thank you so much. That's exactly like I when I started Third Cup, I always say to me, like the best creative pursuits, the best things that we can make in this life are things that you're making to solve a personal problem externally. You're solving a personal problem within community. You're offering what you wish you were offered to everybody else. Yeah. And for me, Third Cup was an ode to the times in my life when, for a multitude of reasons, I didn't know how to ask for support. I was so used to not receiving the support that I hoped I would have or that I hoped um, people would just know I needed to be shown up for. And I felt really lonely. And like, I've always been a really like, at least to the naked eye, to the external eye, a high achieving person. And like, at times in my life, I'd been high achieving in ways that I think that other people even found more worthy of accolades. And like, I just didn't have the people there. I didn't have the support system. I didn't have the people that I hoped would clap for me, be clapping for me. And a lot of that was packed into like my inability to be vulnerable. And also like um, having been primed to choose people who actually were not looking to serve me in that way. And yeah, I I have since done the work and found such an incredible community. I always say like, I have the best people in my life. I'm the luckiest girl in the whole world, but I created the luck. Wow. And like, I wanted to grant that to other people. And I wanted to provide a level of ease that I didn't see in doing it because also I worked really, really hard. Like I climbed up the like most, the highest incline of a mountain possible to like find my folks. And I was like, I want to get this people, but I don't want them to have to work for it as hard as I had to work for it. Like I want to like be a conduit to ease towards connection. And, you know, New York is like such a delayed gratification kind of place. I think a lot of metropolitan cities are just because they like attract people who are wanters and who like are so fast paced and who are constantly moving and who like really, really need ease. But they also like are so horned up by the idea of <laughs> suffering and challenge. Right. And um, I know that those people too are still looking for like the simplest and sweetest version of love, which is like finding a really great friend. Yeah. And they don't know how to do it because none of us do. So I think that like, Developing Third Cup for me was about just simplifying the process towards connection um, for women and femmes who I think are so used to like sur surpassing or evading like accountability to platonic friendships because they think that what they're looking for is going to be found in a romantic relationship. And then they end up in the hands of people who truly like do not need a relationship. They need an exorcism. Right. And they do it <laughs> over and over and over again. And when I say they, I mean me. I'm calling myself out here. Mm, mm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And, like, I've been there. And so, like, yeah, I just wanted to, like, spare the girls. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, get them out of that situation. Get them in the hands of a group of people that they know for certain want what they want. Right. Right? Almost like speed dating. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the beauty... There actually is an organization called We Met IRL. That is a speed dating service here in New York. And I love that concept because... It just reminds us to go where people are saying an emphatic yes. Like, why are we going to the bar, the club? Why are we going to, like, um, 
like media and industry like clout chasing parties like why are we going to these like very like superficial places to find deep meaningful intimate relationships like it makes no sense it's like you're going to the desert to fish like girl what's going on so I feel like but I mean, at the same time I was looking around I'm like well but the alternative doesn't exist like I'm not seeing a lot of opportunities for just finding what we're looking for right so yeah I just I just created it and like I have seen the power of intention so much in developing Third Cup because I've been able to witness the fact that, like, instead of being hyper-prescriptive about, like, identity, for example, I wasn't like, this is just for Black folks. This is just for um, for queer folks. This is just for people who are in therapy. I use language that I knew would only attract the most earnest in Sweetie Pie of Angels. Period. That is so... That is you know? so... Because community is not about identity. Right. It's, it's really not. not. It's not. It's yeah. not. And I, and I have learned that the hard way. Community is about people who have the same vision for a future, yeah. a loving and safe future as you do. Yeah. And I wanted to be reminded and reflected with a, a million little mirrors of what that looks like. And it's like so incredible because the women who have shown up to the Third Cup events have transformed my life my life in ways that I think I think that they could never imagine. Yeah. So in developing those relationships, like, do you, like, are you dating? Like, are you able to balance that? Yeah. Are you able to, do you find yourself ever isolating mm. by, you know, I have this group of women now. Right. Maybe I don't need romantic love. No. Like. No, definitely not. I am like right. a lover girl through and through. Period. Like, I feel like I... I'm using this, and I I want to also speak to what you shared a bit ago about the fact that that's your instinct, is to isolate out of romantic relationships. That was, like, the way that I was raised. Like, Mm. I was raised by very emotionally isolated women who didn't find true and honest love and connection with their partners in a way that they really deserved. But they had so many, they had such a network and so many friends, and a lot of those people also didn't really see them in the way that they deserved. Um, And so they just kind of poured themselves out and never really got fed in. And so, like, in witnessing that and also being told, like, you worry about your education, your money, and your sense of self because you're never really going to find it in romance. Mm. Like, complicated, brilliant women don't find it in romance. And that's what I was told. And so I lived by that up until, like, maybe a few years ago even. But then I realized that, like, that was actually creating Yeah. What I feared. Like, I was creating these, like, cold, distant, volatile, even violent relationships with romantic partners that I, I thought, that I thought I feared being soft for. Like, I thought if I, if I was not soft, then I would create this hard exterior that would, like, prevent me being hurt. But actually, my hardness only attracted more hardness. Yeah. Right? Like, I showed up in armor, ready for war, and then I, found war that's not a shock right right Shocking. you know what i'm saying Shocking. that's not a shock that's not a shock <laughs> and so i just realized like i actually needed to like be brave and be courageous and be the soft tender person that i am yeah as hard as that is as challenging as that is and hope that people will be too shame induced to hurt me back yeah and or like the worst case scenario is that i get hurt and that's nothing new to me yeah You know what I'm saying? Like, that's nothing new to me. Like, I am so willing to be hurt if it means that I get to have the experience and I get to love. Because I'll I'll be able to love again. 
oh, you're so fucking brave. Because like, girl, it's so hard. I get my feelings hurt once and I'm like, I'm never I do too for just a minute. I do too for just a minute. That's Uh, the thing. In the process, I do too. I'm like, every single time somebody hurts me or disappoints me, I'm like, see, this is why we used to do that. And I'm like, but what did we get when we used to do that? The same thing. Mm-hmm. In this reality, I at least get a little mix. Yeah. I get something closer. Like I'm moving the needle, right? Like yeah. collective personal, interpersonal transformation is a move of the needle. It's not going to be like a day and night. You know, it's not going to be the black and white. And I think like letting myself learn a new paradigm and a new timeline and a new reality where I can have it all requires learning. It requires failing up. It requires challenging myself to like... This is such a read. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm like, the thing is, I kept on putting my hand on the stove before and I kept on getting burned. It's like, but I'm just going to try a different stove. I'm going to try a different situation. Yeah, or maybe like heat transferable gloves. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have a different version of protection. 100%. So no, I don't think that feeding into platonic relationships has resulted in me not wanting romantic relationships. It's provided a framework for what a romantic relationship should feel like. Mm. That that's, that's what I'm I'm getting to. And that's what I'm trying to provide to the girls. Cause I've seen that already. Like being loved so well by my friends and by myself has made me realize a, like, First of all, it's filled the parts of me that I thought that romantic relationships would fill, which is like my true wholeness, right? Like it allows me to, sh- like, I feel like I'm being poured into in a way that makes me feel whole. And so I'm not going out. And it also provides me a sense of belonging and a sense of home. So I'm not going out trying to find home in somebody who I know is not good for me. Right. And like, I will say, I feel like I'm dating more intentionally. And so, yes, in that way, it's few and far in between. Like, I know that there are some things that just are not for me because of the kind of Kendra that it brings out. Like, I don't want to be, like, feverishly scrolling through dating apps. That doesn't make me feel good. I know that when I go out, my head is up. My eyes are forward. I'm looking to, like, get eye contact and to say, like, I want you. Come here. Come here. I'm like, what's up? Why are, you, why are you looking at me? What's up? Come here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, to me, that's a version, that's a version of me that I did not see previously. Where I am like, I am giving sex eyes. Okay. I'm giving the energy of like, I'm looking for somebody, I'm looking for connection because I'm not on the dating apps. So, like, what I'm not going, if if I know that this situation is not going to provide me fulfillment, then I'm going to try to find it in other ways. And I love meeting people organically. I've love, I love interpersonal connections that are kind of spontaneous. And so, like, I'm going to take advantage of that. Right. So, it's like when I'm out with my girls or I'm out at a community event or like I'm at the bar, it's like, I'm going to be looking for who's also looking. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm you not, need that energy matched. Totally. I'm not interested in the chase at all. It's so funny because um, for me, it's the opposite. Because like when I'm in a place I'm not supposed to be, I get like, I'm like, who are you looking at? Like, I'm <laughs> what like. You're not supposed to be. Like, I mean, like when I'm at my least healthy mind yeah. frame regarding dating, I'm so aggressive. Mm-hmm. I'm giving mm-hmm. fuck me eyes, but in a scary way. Right. <laughs> like it's like Jeffrey Dahmer, huh? Uh, no, like I'm scaring the hoes, like for real. Right. <laughs> like terrifying the hoes, actually. <laughs> so it's like I I realized like recently that when because I've had an experience where I'm like, oh, okay, so these are the things that scare me, and like I actually have to have conversations about this. And like having these conversations, it's forcing me so bad. To learn from mistakes, mm-hmm. to 
not isolate, even though, oh, I want to isolate so, so bad. bad. So bad. Like, I want to just, like, I, I'm like, it would be so easy if I just never talked to them again. Totally. That would be so fun if I just... Ghosted. Ghosted. Exactly. Bye-bye. But when I... I don't because I have to remind myself that, like, there is no such thing as perfection. Mm. And I'm looking for perfection in a world where it doesn't exist. And I'm not perfect. Right. Like, I'm nowhere near perfect. So I have all of these, you know, these little things that, like, I'm being hella judgmental about. Mm. And I realize that, like, when I am in a safe space after these conversations of, hey, this is what you did that hurt me. Um, and then being also like, you know, I could have handled this this way. Yeah. And I'm sorry that it made you feel that way. I, I need to lean in more to love than, you know, right. isolating. I find that I am not aggressive, ready to fight. I'm like a little lovey-dovey bird. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so mushy. And I'm like, who is she? A lover girl. Like, yes. she's a lover girl. Like, I, you know, I have this fucking lover tattoo on my arm. I love and it. I'm like, I... I know Taylor Swift really has a hold on me. Listen, that's a damn shame. I know, I know, but you know what? It was a it was a conglomeration of things. You know what? She's talented. She's a talented lyricist. She's talented. Beautiful gowns. Yeah, gorgeous gowns. Gorgeous gowns. Beautiful yes. gowns. Um, she's a great lyricist, and like, but the song "Lover" like really like stood out to me, and I and I was like, you know, I think like I want to manifest this. Mm. Like, I'm tired of being a motherfucking hater. I hate everything. Like, I'd be like, I like, I hate niggas. I hate everybody totally. and they mama. Totally. And I'm like, I don't... That's big Scorpio energy. Big bats. That's big Scorpio energy. Scorpio is like so, so terrified of getting hurt. Like, a Scorpio will sell their own their own sweet little old grandmama up the river if it means protection. <laughs> I, I'm like, truly, truly, truly. I know what. I have come to like really vow. I will say this. I'm going to meet you halfway. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna meet you. I'm making you a dig. You can't. We're we're having. No, I'm gonna meet you halfway. Yeah, because I will say that I have found myself being the the softer and more vulnerable and open to love that I've become. Love and always that I've become. I've also actually inherently built what are legitimate boundaries instead of walls. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to realize now that like. What I'm attracted to, well, first of all, I've I've been gravitating towards and also have attracted a lot of water sign men, namely Scorpios. Sorry. And you know what? Terrorists. The thing is, no, the, no, truly, but also I love me a Scorpio. I'm going to tell you why. Because I have found that they are teaching me the divine lesson of boundary mm-hmm. and of self-protection in a way that I did not know it before. And like a really evolved Scorpio placement does not feel the need to, like, overshare or to, like, spill their energy in order to be known. Like, they are really, really about the, like, low and slow simmer of somebody, like, almost proving, but not, like, in a performance way, like, actually learning. Like, they want somebody to know them by honoring their boundary, right? It's like, this is what I'm comfortable with giving you right now. Are you okay with that? Okay, great. And now we do this for a couple months. And now this is what I want you to know of me. Is that okay? Okay, great. And like, to me, that's actually the way of building real, true, and honest intimacy. And like, nobody is deeper than a Scorpio placement. And I'm a very deep person. So I feel like I'm learning how to like, let people dip into my, into my will. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing sexier to me than a man who respects my boundaries. Like, I will say that, like... I 
I'll like my I'll be like, I'm not fucking on the first date. You respect a boundary bus and I'm like, never mind. Right. Never mind. Right. But But you had to say it. I had to you say it. You had to say it. I had to say it. Just to see. It's a test. Everything's yeah. a test. Stop. With a Scorpio, everything's a test. Stop. Okay. Not you reading me while I'm about to announce the five minute cutoff. Listen. Um, so we're at, we have five minutes left, and this has been an amazing, amazing conversation. I'm so happy that you could join me today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. So thank you for having this conversation. Thank you for your openness. Thank you for just your energy and the safety that sure. you provided in this space. Um, is there anything you would like the girls to follow up on? What do you, you want them to buy some? <laughs> of course. Follow. 100%. You can find me at Kendramorous, K-E-N-D-R-A-M-O-R-O-U-S. On all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and then, yeah, you can follow my newsletter, come home, KendraAustin.substack.com. Great newsletter. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate you. And you can buy, you can pre-order The Realist Oracle on anywhere you find books. The good old, the big Jeff Bezos site. <laughs> um, I prefer Bookshop. It's an independent book owner. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's it? That's me. That's Kendra. That's Kendra, you guys. Thank you so much. And as always, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to follow on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, Vine Philo, if you haven't. And as always, the best thing you can do for an independent podcaster is share the podcast with your friends. I tell you that every week. Okay. <laughs> Love you so much. Bye. Mwah. So cute. Thanks so much for having me. That was so fun. So fun. That was so good. So fun. Thank so conversational. You. Of course. I know. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.